For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Most of the people that are there are like, I'm not going to be a mass shooter. I would never be a mass shooter. And I am a responsible gun owner. And it's my right. And I want to have them to protect my family and to kill the wild boars or whatever the hell I want to do because it's my right. It's my right as an American. And I, I think that's baked into the culture, especially in the South, their whole lives. And it's, it's, it really is a cultural thing where people, uh, they, they grow up with guns and they're not looking at it as, a, as this, is the, this is a murder weapon. They're looking at it as like, I go hunting and it's cool. And if anyone crosses me, I could kill him. <laughs> so I guess that is yeah. a murder weapon. I am Cena Gaznavi. This is Fraudsters. That is Justin Williams at Cena now on all social media at FraudstersLPN at gmail.com. Find us on Discord in our link in bio. We're so happy to be here for our season finale. Finally. I've been trying to have a season finale for episodes now, and it's just been fucking bananas. Justin, we finally got here. How do you feel? Oh, man, I've had a real run of emotions. In some ways, I'm horrified at the breach of trust that Wayne LaPierre has done here. But in other ways, I think it's also like, you know, sort of funny. I don't know. It's one of those things where I empathize with victims, but like not as much as I should. (laughs) Yeah, I know it it feels similarly, but. I guess we're all still I mean, like the, the NRA are the direct victims, but I think society at large, you know, as the. The Justice Burger quote, right? We've all been kind of succumbed to this this thing. And then, of course, this past week, the Supreme Court rolled back more gun regulation and reaffirmed this kind of like Wild West individual right. The only way to do it is through legislation now. So, I mean, good luck with that. But what you heard at the top of the show, though, was our interview with the good liars, the chief chaos agents for all things in the reality distortion field of Trump land. You may remember that Jason was at the NRA convention where Wayne LaPierre was reelected and he offered his thoughts and prayers. Under Wayne LaPierre's leadership has provided thoughts and prayers to the victims and their families. And and maybe these mass shootings would stop happening if if we all thought a little bit more (laughs) and we prayed. A little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) 
Those guys are amazing. We have more from them later from our interview, from this clip. I'm so excited to bring this to you. A real cherry on top of this entire season, and we were very blessed to have been able to get them on the show. So we've reached the moment now, Justin, where everything unravels, but this is like the first half of the movie blow, I guess, what we've had up until now. Yeah, except in this version, the NRA still gets to do coke the entire time, so it's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. They just never get busted. Yeah, I don't know if there's a good movie reference because Winning Wayne just keeps fucking winning. It's awful. I mean, the Supreme Court is in the NRA's pocket, so it's like, what are we what are we supposed to do? <laughs> you know, if only we had less of a heart, we could be death cult leaders too. I mean, we should just totally get behind like some like completely reckless product and put it in as many hands <laughs> as possible. What if we just had all sugar sponsorships for season three? It was just all sugar. Yeah, we should. And just like children eating sugar and then make it and like start fighting to have the right to diabetes be a constitutional right. Absolutely. We need to get this new amendment, the right to a diabetic. (laughs) Well, we mentioned how the NRA had vendors, right? And we talked about a couple of them last time. And that these vendors at times would act as expense fronts for LaPierre and his team of gun fetishists. Ackerman McQueen was an Oklahoma-based public relations and advertising marketing firm. You can imagine how much sway they had working with the NRA because they worked with them for over three decades. Advertising, marketing, public relations, it's at the core of what they do. And even as we said earlier, they were trying to help LaPierre get a safe house in Dallas, Texas, the NRA was also working with a wholly owned subsidiary of Ackerman called the Mercury Group. Now, from 1992 to 2018, Ackerman was the NRA's largest vendor. NRA reported paying Ackerman over $20 million in 2017 and $30 million in 2018 for public relations and advertising services. That's just two years of data, guys, and that's $50 million. <laughs> Separately, the Mercury Group got... million in 2017, and the NRA didn't even disclose how much they paid them in 2018. Yeah, the accountants from Enron are like, hey, 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 this is wild. (laughs) You guys need to button this up, okay? (laughs) What's better is that that was just their fees. The NRA also paid Ackerman nearly $12 million in 2017 and over $6 million in 2018 for, quote, out-of-pocket expenditures for, quote, media, outside vendor costs, and the blood of school children. Oh, I did. Oh, I think I made that part up, that last one. (laughs) Remember, remember anything over $2,000 had to be approved by the board. I mean, come on. These are all violations, and the board and the audit committee never saw a thing. That's because LaPierre was best friends with the owner of Ackerman and Mercury Group. But in 2019, the guy from Ackerman dies, and the guy from Mercury Group is the only inside man that he has. So that's when things started to get a little weird. LaPierre, this is how close they were. LaPierre thought the founder at Ackerman was like a brother to him. And for that entire time, Ackerman and Mercury worked together. There was little to no oversight on what they were doing. An old Woody was in the room often to make sure the money kept flowing. Millions of, quote, out-of-pocket expenses were billed back to the NRA through Ackerman. 
They even made a line item for this in their 2018 budget called, quote, pass-through expenses. These were literally NRA expenses, not Ackerman expenses. No docs, no proof, no nothing. It's so funny that the NRA's rationale is about, like, protecting yourselves from, like, criminals, right? So it's like, you'll you'll carry a gun to sort of protect yourself like to protect your like wallet that has like $40 on it. And you have like fear of mortal danger. These guys are looting for millions of dollars. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are taking seven figures yearly from eight figures yearly from the coffers at the NRA for what, you know, just they're themselves. Yeah, it's a slush fund. LaPierre would instruct the Mercury Group to incur charges for travel, like hotel rooms, meals, cars, tips, and gifts for himself and VIP donors, and then get those submitted and reimbursed back to him from the NRA as out-of-pocket expenses. LaPierre directed Ackerman to pay for things like NASCAR events, country music events, medical visits, all billed to the NRA. Justin, what do you think they were doing medical visits for? Uh, Hopefully a gunshot wound. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) We were test firing this sniper rifle, and it went off in my damn hand. We need to do this on the download, Doc. Suffice to say that Ackerman, Mercury, and LaPierre had a very cozy relationship. So much so that they were willing to take on the cost of bringing on the next NRA president, Oliver North. You remember Oliver North, don't you, Justin? Oh, yeah. I love Oliver North, but I think he means more for you, Cena. (laughs) Well, I suppose so. He was the fraudster behind the Iran-Contra, where the U.S. in 1981-86 bought arms from Iran, like, like fresh off the revolution in 79 Iran. America is the great snake, Iran. Women have no rights, Iran. Cena, your parents should leave, Iran. <laughs> there was an arms embargo on Iran, and they secretly bought these guns and sent them to the Contras in Nicaragua to fight some absurd battle against communism that really did more just to just level the country than anything else. Old Ollie North was just following orders. And then he brought cocaine to the black community. <laughs> As part of that as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, part of that is bringing, yeah, to finance all of this. I like how we both have a connection with Ollie. That's so sweet. We both, <laughs> both of our, our cultures. That's great. I like to bond with you. Uh, here's a quick clip from Ollie North from the those uh, Iran-Contra hearings. Did you or did you not shred documents that reflected presidential approval of the diversion? I have absolutely no recollection of destroying any document which gave me an indication that the president had seen the document or that the president had specifically approved. I assumed that the three transactions which I supervised or managed or coordinated, whatever word you're comfortable with, and I can accept all three, were approved by the president. But later, Ollie North was getting popular. In 2018, LaPierre liked his style as a contributor on Fox News, and North was slated to do a series for them in 2020 on a show called American Heroes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a disgraced member of the military. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> Everyone loves a redemption story, Justin. Come on. <laughs> 
people are criminals. I'm concerned people have lost sight of character, integrity, courage, and honor, <laughs> and instead worship celebrity. I'm concerned they revere a uniform with numbers, but disrespect a uniform with a badge. Oh. I'm concerned <laughs> He's a criminal. we're doing something about it. These are heroic Americans who walk among us, people who put themselves at risk for the benefit of others. It's been my great blessing to have spent most of my life in the company of heroes. Oliver North's Real American Heroes Podcast. People have forgotten ideas like honor, integrity, and supporting right-wing guerrilla groups who sell <laughs> cocaine and commit mass atrocities in villages, but we turn the other way as long as they're against communism. You know, we've forgotten things about giving weapons to one of the most repressive governments in the world to undermine Jimmy Carter. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like, again, I'm sorry for the listeners, like, I'm not, like, but the racial messaging of that stop worshiping athletes and worship cops, that's like, that's like, that's like very that dog prominent. whistle. St- yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is. Yeah. North said he was getting a big paycheck and great health benefits from that show. So now since the president of the NRA, I'm not sure if we mentioned this or not, it's an actually, it's an unpaid position. So Charlton Heston, when he did it, he did it for free, man. It's an unpaid position. So LaPierre turned to his friends at Ackerman and Mercury, and they negotiated with Ackerman that they would hire North with a guaranteed salary and benefits comparable to the one he was receiving at Fox. So here's the deal, North. You come over, you, quote, work at Ackerman and Mercury. We'll pay you what you were going to get paid at Fox News with the health benefits, but in reality, you're going to be the NRA president. North testified that, quote, LaPierre suggested as the means of making me president of the NRA that I take a job with Ackerman McQueen. So then the NRA redrafts their service agreement with Ackerman. And in it, Ackerman would include all the fees for town and employees that work through Ackerman for the NRA and that those people shall be invoiced by Ackerman and then payable by the NRA to Ackerman. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it when uh, Frosters just put it all out there in writing. Like, I don't like to play games either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, under the Ackerman deal, North would host 12 episodes of an NRA TV series called American Heroes and get, oh, this number. He would receive... million for year one, 2.3 million for year two, and 2.5 million for year three, and of course, health and life insurance benefits. This is the most convoluted and shady deal since Oliver North's first deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all all of this from buying guns uh, from Persians. That's right. I'll make you a deal, buddy. Come on. Okay, now what could possibly go wrong with having a criminal be part of a criminal enterprise? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you. Old Ollie North, though, didn't want to be the criminal again. He didn't want to cover up for another fraudster, which, by the way, that was Reagan. So he took his job way too seriously and immediately starts bringing up all the problems that he sees, like the sexual harassment complaints about Josh Powell. What's the status of the whistleblower accusations, he says. 
And how is this new treasurer working out? He also starts looking into the legal bills. $24 million in just a short time. That was weird. Ollie was pissed. Hey, Wayne, what's going on here? I, I bet you this is the point where uh, Wayne LaPierre realizes the errors of his ways and decides to come clean to General North. That's exactly what he did. He came clean with a cease and desist letter to Ollie to stop doing his job. <laughs> this was a ceremonial position. And then all of a sudden, LaPierre just comes down with a sudden case of amnesia, Justin. <laughs> oh, no. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. In fact, the amnesia, Justin, was so strong that he said he had no idea that North's employment was at Ackerman. Yeah, so sad that Wayne wasn't getting the mental health treatment that the NRA claims to support every time there's a mass shooting. Yeah, we really need more mental health in this country. Mental health. Mental health. Mental health. Mental health. Mental health. Mental health. Anyways, barely a year into his tenure in 2019, North resigns, saying, quote, I had hoped to be with you today as NRA president endorsed for re-election. I'm now informed that will not happen. There is clearly a crisis. It needs to be dealt with immediately and responsibly so the NRA can continue to focus on protecting the Second Amendment. This is pretty hilarious to where, like, there's an organization that's so corrupt. Oliver North is like, I can't be around this. This has to be, this is terrible. Viewing things in the light most favorable to the bad guys, this is insane. Oliver North, the architect of one of the greatest frauds in executive branch history, right? We're up there with, like, Watergate and stuff. Is like, let's guys, this is this is too this is really bad. <laughs> For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's hard lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you know someone struggling to figure out their mental health benefits? The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office is here to help. Find us at insurance.ohio.gov slash G-E-T-M-H-I-A or call us at 855-438-6442. Don't wait. The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office can help you figure out what mental health insurance benefits may be in their plan. Call us today at 855-438-6442. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. 
Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards. Letitia James saw this, and I can't be sure, but when she saw that the NRA was going through this whole thing, she likes it gets on her radar. This was news, drama in the NRA, embezzlement, harassment, fraud. Not in our nation's most powerful social organization. Let me guess. If this works anyway, like Wells Fargo, you know, they're just going to get off with a fine. This sounds like a lot of money, but it's just like one deposit. Yeah. Well, as an update for what's happening now, yes, Justin, turns out the dissolution claim got rejected. Old Justice Joel Cohen in Manhattan said that while James offered a, quote, grim story of greed, self-dealing, and lax financial oversight, she did not show that the NRA, which is incorporated in New York, benefited from financial misconduct or could not legitimately serve its members. Quote, the complaint does not allege the type of public harm that is the legal linchpin for imposing the corporate death penalty. Yeah. Well, the NRA's entire program at this point is just public harm, though. It is, it is death. General death. So that's, I guess, it serves their members. People still die, I guess. Guns. Everything's working out. So while they can't move forward, though, Justin, with dissolving the NRA, they are allowed to move forward with finding other means of punishing the executives besides that. So I guess, you know, the NRA is just probably going to get some fines. But while this was happening, what's interesting here is that the NRA tried to file for bankruptcy in Dallas, but the judge there rejected it because he clearly saw that it was a way for them to get out of trouble in New York. So it's funny that, like, the New York judge was like, nah, this is not going to work in the— the Dallas judge was like, no, you also can't do this. So, you know, <laughs> giveth and taketh. You can, If you guys are interested, you could track this on the AG's website. Uh, right now, if you look at it, it's just motions going back and forth that are incredibly boring. I fell asleep three times trying to read them. So it, it's going to be a while, I think, before anything really big happens. But again, I, I think this is just going to be more fines. Yeah, and it's just another example of how a powerful organization is able to take advantage of its members without any real punishment. Like people should go to jail for these kinds of things. Yeah. But it's just like there is a one percenter class in this country that can kind of do whatever they want. Christ. As we promised, though, at the top of the show, we're going to bring you our interview with the good liars now as a way of signing off from this season. If there was anyone that we would want to be frauding people out there, it's these guys. They are soldiers of truth, exposers of bigotry and ignorance, and everyone should follow all their socials at The Good Liars. And uh, that's all I have to say. Thank you. The chair recognizes the gentleman at microphone 1A. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jason Selvig, and I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. And I would like to say that I... I'm sick and tired of the left-wing media, and frankly, people in this room today, spreading misinformation about Wayne LaPierre. Whenever there's a mass shooting, they all say that Wayne LaPierre isn't doing enough to stop these mass shootings, and even implying that Wayne LaPierre has played a part in making it easier for these shooters to, to get guns, to get weapons. 
You heard it after Las Vegas. You heard it after Pulse nightclub in Orlando. You heard it after Columbine. You heard it after Parkland. You heard it after Virginia Tech. You heard it after Sandy Hook. You heard it after El Paso. You heard it after Buffalo. You kept hearing that Wayne LaPierre isn't doing enough. And frankly, that's not true. The NRA, under Wayne LaPierre's leadership, has provided thoughts and prayers to the victims and their families. And, and maybe these mass shootings would stop happening if, if we all thought a little bit more and we prayed a little bit more. So I'm, I'm asking everyone in this room to think, to pray. Give your thoughts and your prayers and your thoughts and your prayers and your prayers and your thoughts. And if we give enough of these thoughts and these prayers, these mass shootings will stop. So I, I want to thank you, Wayne LaPierre, for all your thoughts and all your prayers. Thank you. Well, quite literally, the best use of white male privilege in the history of the United States, the good liars, Jason Selvig, DeVram Stiefler. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for being yeah, thanks here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I just am so grateful you're on our side. I mean, whatever <laughs> our side is. Like, what if you guys were like fighting for like on the wrong side of history? What if you were for their team? Yeah, it'd be like the Project Veritas type deal. I don't know. <laughs> it would be bad. It would be bad news. I'm glad. I'm glad too. Yeah, hard hard to look at the news and imagine getting on the the other side there. But but yeah, I gotta I be on the side well. of fascism. That's where I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who speaks for the fascists? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's always just one person. <laughs> yeah. it's, always, it's kind of their thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just to get before we get into like the the NRA stuff and some of the you know the the satirical experiences you guys create, what made you both kind of start doing these? And do you call, what do you call, what do you call them? Because these are pranks. I don't, you know, it's somebody who asked us that the other day and we don't have a good name for it. We don't have a good way to describe it. I hate all the words like prank, troll, like, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Troll's the worst. What's the other one? That stunts don't stunts. seem to yeah. just describe it perfectly. Stunts. It's like it we're just out there. We're changing yeah. as the world changes. We like to think like we, we've been doing this for a few years. And as things develop, I don't know, we've kind of changed our approach. But it's something like guerrilla comedy, socially and politically aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like know. in the real world comedy. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast yeah. trying to. To find two words that we like to describe. And we should. And we should. But we should. Let's we really should. It. Social, social satirist? Sure. That sounds good, too. I mean, that sounds yeah. better than trolls. I hate, <laughs> I hate the word trolls. But to, to answer your question about how we got started, that was part of it? Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, both living in New York saw the, uh, the Occupy Wall Street stuff unfolding. This is like 10 years ago now, 11 years ago. And uh, we thought we were going to make a, a, a video. We didn't really know what to expect all the bankers are kind of saying these these terrible things we figured behind closed doors 
What if we went down there in some thrift store suits, pretended to be bankers, and said all that stuff, you know, to the people? We said, we, you know, if, if you're here protesting you're successful, we're going to not have as much money and we're going to have to kick our cocaine habits and we can't have that. So we tried to like go over the top with it. Uh, we called it Occupy, Occupy Wall Street. But, you know, people took us seriously, kind of took on a life of its own. So we went went back down there a few times, realized there's some comedy and, you know, to mine from these, these real experiences. And interestingly, you know, people thought we were real and it kind of culminated in actual bankers joining our fake protest saying worse stuff than Jesus. we were saying. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. And you guys, your background's in comedy though, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We both did did comedy around around the city, sketch comedy, um, stuff like that, and we both kind of had a switch that doesn't go off in our head, I guess, in in social situations um, <laughs> where we or a lack of shame. I don't know what the what the right way to describe it is, but we both kind of had the thing where we we can be in these public situations and and put ourselves out there. And not that it's not uncomfortable, but I feel like we both are like, <laughs> let's just do it, and then figure out if how we yeah. feel about it afterwards sometimes yeah. as opposed to leaving <laughs> yeah i would just uh, you 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 both keep straight faces the entire time uh you, you're you're able to like stay in character better than most like method actors that are confronted <laughs> with this like much like crazy situations and stuff that you're in front of is that a credit to like how you both are, are planning a lot going into these things or really you're just living in the moment? Well, it's a little bit, I think like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, if he breaks character on set, like the person he's acting with isn't going to punch him in the face. Whereas like... <laughs> <laughs> so in that way, we in are that, more impressive yeah. than Daniel Day-Lewis. So th- there's a little bit of element to that where it's like you, you've, you're you pot committed at that point. You got to keep, you got to keep it yeah. up. Um, it's in, not robbing a bank, situations. You, you can't like go into a bank with your you know face covered and start robbing it and then be like just kidding guys i'm leaving now yeah like you kind of just have to like see it through and i feel like i don't know about that analogy to Brahm. it's really not, like, not a making good us seem like off, there's a criminal element to started it started off by saying not that <laughs> but i don't know there's something about once you're in it it's it would almost be more painful to 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 crack than it is to just try and see it through and see what happens and we're genuinely interested like when we are at these things like we want to talk to people and Jason's recent video is kind of a different iteration of the stuff that we do so but a lot of times we're talking you know with people there's a there's a discourse happening and like we kind of want to hear what they have to say so there's there's genuine interest there and before we get to the NRA thing like you're going to these rallies conventions etc and you're basically the press right or are they just viewing you as like youtube guys like how are, i thought they hated the press a lot of these places like how are they talking to you? i thought that was the whole point is that they didn't want to talk. they like beat the shit out of a guy on january 6th for just having a press badge yeah so well like, we, that was we almost us on, on january 6th, that was almost though. us on january 6th the guy <laughs> a, 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 like Christ. crowd of like 10 people got around us when because we had a, I had a microphone in my like jacket, and they were like, "It's the lion media or whatever the fake news," and we were like, "Oh no, guys, don't we're we're on your side, no!" And then like a flashbang went off, like a giant boom, and like they turned around, and we were like, "We're getting out of here. This was fun, but that was the one one of the most bizarre situations because like as that was happening, also like a lady was running by with her dog." <laughs> Like on her yeah, yeah. on her afternoon run, like <laughs> oh. not realizing like what was going on, so it was a totally insane mixture 
of things. But we like <sighs> we just start talking to people and, you know, it's always like talk to us if you want to. Don't if you don't. Plenty of people are like, ah, no, thanks. And some people will talk to us and it goes from there. But uh, yeah, I don't think they love the press, but I think we we go in just as pretty regular people and start talking to people. And, I, you know, there's no big news camera. I think we're kind of under the radar a little bit. I guess technically you are under the radar, but you went viral so many times. Like the yeah. Ted Cruz stuff. You've done all these other things. It's like, it's incredible. You're at the NRA convention. No one's clocking you? But we're so vanilla. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You're like, I, I, that's not necessarily easy, true. We, we, we've down. gotten recognized. You know, we, we, we've gotten recognized at Trump rallies, and it's usually people like under the age of like 25, and they'll be like, I love your videos. <laughs> like in Trump ass, we're like, what? But you're here. Not ironically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but, and, and we, at, at the NRA convention, I did get recognized a couple of times, but not by the NRA people. It was other people on the street because there was like a counter protest going on. I see. But I was worried before we went up, before I went up there because I was like on the big screen in the room before I was up there. I was like, oh, if somebody recognizes me right now, this is over. I'm not going to be able to have a chance to talk. Yeah, here. so take us take us to this. How did you, what, what were, like what was the initial step there and how did you end up getting on, uh, in, on front of the microphone? And everything? Uh, it was dumb luck, really. Um, we, Incredible were in we, we were at the convention it was the second day of the convention maybe the third day the second day we were there on saturday and that was the same room where trump spoke the day before and everyone made a big deal like the secret service was like no guns um and it's like oh it's an nrva event with no guns um and we just happened to go upstairs and be like what's happening in the event hall because there was nothing on the schedule and we just walked in and the room, like you can see the video, it's sparsely attended. And the I was like, oh, there's Wayne LaPierre is on stage. He's on stage oh, right God. now. And uh, I didn't understand the format of it. There was like somebody who was in charge, who was kind of leading, allowing other people to talk. And people would go up to the microphone and they were either for or against. And I, we just happened to be there when they were basically voting on if they wanted Wayne LaPierre to continue being there. Oh, wow. So people were getting up there and like one one man was like almost in tears talking about how much he loved Wayne LaPierre. Like you've done so much for protecting my family. Like just because he's like, I can get guns now or I can have a bunch of guns. It was very, very bizarre. And, but there were also people there that were speaking against him. They didn't, they didn't want him to be in charge anymore. Now, what was their perspective? Well, you would think it would be like because he, there's been all these mass shootings and America is uh, infested with guns. No, they want I him to be more like extreme. They, yeah. I had like, a feeling you were going to yeah, say that, man. Yeah. That was right. they, they want an actual gun to be the head of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's actually, that's so, it's so funny because one of the guys said that. He was like, he was like let me ask you a question, Wayne LaPierre. Do you even carry? Oh my and he, god! And he, and like he's just you know much like in the video, you he's just staring at people. He's not responding to anyone. He's just there as a board member on stage there. Uh, so that was it. Was very bizarre to, to hear the people that were upset with him, and they were being shut down by the people running the meeting too. They were like definitely like the lackeys for Wayne Lapierre that were running the meeting. 
Um, so I guess I didn't answer your question how it actually came to be. No, no, yeah. So, so you're there. Uh, Pete, some people are talking, uh, for him. Some people are speaking out against him. And then somehow you're right there in the mix. Yes. So basically, you know, we don't want to say too much for how the sausage is made, but like we, we talk about, we were discussing like what to do. And, you know, if you've seen our videos before, you know that like sometimes we'll just like interrupt a campaign event and make a video that way and like try and do something funny and then get escorted out by the police officers <laughs> or whoever it is, you know. Um, and I was kind of weighing that and talking with DeVram and saying, this is not like yesterday at the Donald Trump event. Everyone here has a gun. Literally everyone here has a gun. And the last thing I would want... Well, is to die. Oh. So, so I was like, that. Of course, that's there's like a one percent chance that that would happen or anything like that. And and most of the people I think consider themselves responsible gun owners and wouldn't want that to happen anyway. Like they wouldn't reach for their gun first. Um, but I was that was a concern I had to be like, do I want to get escorted out by a bunch of people with they like a sheriff mentality? So hard. I know you, it would have been like you were ooh, we, to the hospital with a. With a wound, though. So, <laughs> we need thoughts and prayers. Stat. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> so, so we we were debating what to do. And finally, I was like, I think I should just go up and, and talk on the mic. And the only reason I was able to be in there is because I, I joined the NRA. I joined the NRA. Yeah. I joined it so I, I could <laughs> go to the conference. Not proud of it. But I think like this, this one How video. How much is it? It was $35. Okay. 35, which is not... Listen, I have donated to, like, frauds just for this show. Oh, yeah. You guys, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys are, like, members of Amway and... <laughs> yeah. we got to do it. I was going to say NFTs, the number of, like, MAGA hats you know? we've had to buy last minute. <laughs> we've, we've definitely paid for a rally at this point. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a tax write-off. Yeah, it's exactly. It's expense. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, I should... I should just go up there and talk and um, was debating like, oh, should I do the for or against? And I was like, oh, it's going to be funnier to go to the for. And then, the, then Devram and I were texting back and forth, writing what to say. And Devram was like, oh, maybe it should be a prayer. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe that would work. And then I was kind of seeing the, how people had gone up before who were angry uh, about the injustice that Wayne LaPierre um, was receiving um, from, and I was like, I think that's kind of a funny angle to like do that, and but have it be like a backhanded compliment to him. So then we like wrote this thoughts and prayers thing, and then I kind of was just assuming I was gonna get kicked out, and that's yeah. what I just kept saying thoughts and prayers, and like the video is actually longer, like the interaction is actually longer than it was, like because it was just lots and lots of thoughts and thoughts and prayers there so i i still can't believe that people some people clapped like at the end of it that yeah. was the most bizarre thing and a guy the, told the me clapping. After, like, that's what we we found at a few of these things like not you know to, totally different scenario but I, for the movie we did at one point i yelled um my dad died of covid but he but i'm still a trump supporter and people are like yeah, um, it's like if you say it in the right like tone of voice, and you know, like people are like, "Yeah, that I like, I like that guy. He looks like 
kind of like me, and I think he's on my side. I'll go ahead and get on yeah, board and with it. And that was Rom's character's dad. We should all Correct. clarify that is a very <laughs> odd statement to say out of nowhere. I said in our movie. Okay, well, no. Yeah. They, I don't know that everyone's seen the movie. They don't know how we... So it was a, it was a very, it was bizarre. And then I actually, right after I got off stage, the guy who was waiting behind me, I was like, how'd I do? And he was like, well, <laughs> you did great. You did great. <laughs> oh my God. So supportive. I know. It was like, what a, a sweet nice, man. Very sweet man. <laughs> With his, oh. with his gun strapped to him. <laughs> we talk a lot about the reality distortion field on the show and how fraudsters, you know, uh, politicians, they can kind of distort their reality and kind of like are able to bring people into it. Mm-hmm. Did you get a sense that maybe at some point in their lives these people weren't sycophants of the NRA or was it baked into them? Or did you get a sense of that reality distortion field there uh, when you're walking around talking to people? I think so. Yes. Yes. And I think basically it's like a worldview that, and from their point of view, the way they look at the world, the gun, they're they're responsible gun owners. And that's kind of what the NRA's whole thing is. Like they want to be, they're for the responsible gun owners and they're going to protect the rights of them. So most of the people that are there are like, I'm not going to be a mass shooter. I would never be a mass shooter. And I am a responsible gun owner and it's my right. And I want to have them to protect my family and to kill the wild boars or whatever the hell I want to do because it's my right. It's my right as an American. And I, I think that's baked into the culture, especially in the South, their whole lives. And it's, it's, it really is a cultural thing where people, uh, they, they grow up with guns and they're not looking at it as, a, as this, is the, this is a murder weapon. They're looking at it as like, I go hunting, and it's cool, and if anyone crosses me, I could kill them. <laughs> so I guess that is yeah. a murder weapon. Well, they don't want to do a mass shooting. They'll kill one person. Exactly. It's not a mass shooting. <laughs> if you disrespect my truck. They'll stay ground, yes. they won't do a mass as, uh, what do you think like Wayne LaPierre represents to these people then? I mean, he got reelected now. What, is, what does he represent to you when you guys are kind of approaching these things comparatively to the Ted Cruz's and some of the other people that you guys have uh, had satirical experiences with? That's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them. That's what I'm calling it. The satirical experience with Jason Abrams. <laughs> I would say like compared to, you know, he's not, he's not the figure that Donald Trump is where Donald Trump is basically can... Uh, has uh, an army of people that listen to everything he has to say. And uh, he kind of, he has lost, I think, a little of his shine. Um, And it was interesting because I think of the email you guys were, and you probably, maybe you've talked about it at this point in the show, some of his financial, like his uh, misappropriation of money or, because it did sound like some of the people there that were angry with him were upset with him because they were like, there's a leak in the building and no one's fixed the leak in two years. Where it's like, it, this is a, a company or a, an organization that has like millions of dollars coming in. They should be able to fix a leak in like the building in Not Washington. an information leak, a, like a water leak. A water leak. Yeah, no, I should be, I should have been clear. It's like, there's water stains <laughs> on the wall. This That's leak. literally what, it was like turned into like a city council meeting. It was bizarre. <laughs> where I don't think he has like that there isn't like the cult of personality that, mm. at least not from what I gathered, especially because I was there in a room with 300 people and it was like a thousand seat or, uh, arena or whatever it was, uh, assembly hall. So he didn't seem like he had the same 
kind of power that that he used to have. Right. If that answers your question. No, for sure. What I think what Jason's saying is is kind of my perception too. Like this is not a person that people are like rallying around in the same way. I mean, like Jason was talking about it. Some of the people were critical of him in the room. I mean, this is just like, you know, I guess he's successfully and in a pretty stone faced way, just being the 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 bulletproof vest for gun owners in the country and i yeah it's hard to say like i think you'd have you have the guy who's crying on the mic saying wayne is helping protect my family and the the, at the same breath you have other people saying he's not fixing the leak in the building so i guess he's just like the you know kind of corporate leader of this uh of of the nra without any of that like the protection of having a personality that people are going to rally around. So I don't know where it goes for him. I mean, he's reelected. He's not Charles, Charlton Heston, you know, with the, you know, pry from my cold dead hands on stage. Right. Right. And he has the, he just definitely didn't seem like he had the charisma, but I I also think he's, he's probably like a sociopath too, (laughs) as I'm sure you guys are finding through your research right now. I got a couple more questions. I wanted to talk about this other clip that I saw um, that you did. Where you asked a man if he was for or against slavery, <laughs> and he said no comment. Yeah, uh, that's their opinion. You know, they're welcome to their opinion if they want it. Are you are you pro slavery or against slavery? I have no comment. But thank you for the interview. And then you did one of the greatest things I think a human could have done, but also comedically. And you said, "Let me give you another shot at that." I'll give you one more chance. Pro, pro or anti-slavery? Uh, no comment. <laughs> and he said no comment again and then turned his body and then you went back at it. I mean... I, well, I'll give you one more opportunity to say if you're pro or anti-slavery. No, I don't, no comment. It, you gave him a third chance and this man was so clearly for slavery. Yeah. And so... I guess my question is, when there's moments like that, doesn't that exhaust you? Like, I would, my head would have exploded. I would be like, this is so difficult. I can't believe I'm talking to this person. How do you, how do, you do it? Well, it, it, is, it, it is one of those things where you, when, you're, when you're out, you know, you have a little bit of adrenaline just from going out and yeah. into the world. and Because like you could die. Having all your senses. <laughs> because you could die. <laughs> but... but so you 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 kind of like take stock of things a little bit as it goes, like oh that's an interview that happened, but this <laughs> one did st- stick with me, and every person I've shown it to, because um, I, one I wanted to know like do you think this he's just sick of me and he's just saying no comment because that or do you think he was actually pro slavery because like we were like I, yeah. I, it was like I don't know if I want to put this out if it's like he's just sick of me and he's saying no comment because of that. Like then I'm just like, even though he's wearing a Confederate flag shirt, which fuck this guy, like literally fuck this guy. Yeah. That's different than, well, maybe it's not fucking different. What am I fucking talking about? It's a terrible thing. <laughs> you know, don't wear a fucking Confederate flag shirt. But, but every single person I showed it to was like, that's fucking, that's heavy. That's like, yeah. that's like the racism that like, of course, you know, exists out there and it's obvious that it exists, but like to hear it like that was rough was rough um and it's it's that like it's just that's crazy thing where it's like oh it's heritage not hate well it's like that was hate that's fucking hate right there that's literally hate it's both it's like yeah, can't it be in both case there's confusion about it then you asked him like 
the question at the heart of it all, and he won't give the decent answer. Because <laughs> I've asked people that before, and they've said, because it was like talking about critical race theory, like a thing I would ask is like, they'd be like, it's terrible. And of course, like half the people don't know what it is. And then, then it's like just being like slavery, good, bad thoughts. Like, just be like, what do you think about it? Like, is this, is teaching that slavery is bad? Uh, is that critical race theory in your mind? Like, what, what, what is your viewpoint on this? And he, this was the first time I think that we've seen somebody just be like so outward with it. Um, MAGA hat, NRA badge, Confederate flag shirt. He had the Trump underwear. Down. Trump underwear. Trump thong. <laughs> yeah. Classic swing voter. Yep, exactly. <laughs> How do we reach and these people? almost felt like you brought him into the fold by the end. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. really did. But. <laughs> he voted for Obama in 08, but he just yeah. couldn't yeah. do it yeah. since 2012. <laughs> Listen, he would have voted for Obama a third time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sad video. Guys, he's so sad. And I, I, I've just been following your work for so long. I think you guys are like literally heroes. I mean, history is going to remember the work that you're doing, both artistically and politically and socially. I think it's it really, I, honestly, I get like, I get touched when I see it because I'm like, thank God I'm not doing this and they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Think about it is that so good. Yeah, we're yeah. so grateful. <laughs> so many people are so happy that they're not that us. They're not that is just a nice way. <laughs> nice way to put it there. Thank you. That makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have this movie, The Supporters. I mean, tell me, do you guys want to promote something? I'm happy to plug something for you. I don't know. Oh yeah, sure. I don't know. Really, I, I guess the big thing is like we're we love. We just kind of started our YouTube, which is crazy to say. Like we're just starting YouTube. It's 2022. <laughs> And, but we've we've we're starting to post on there regularly, and we're trying to build an audience on YouTube. We have it on all these other platforms, and we're trying to build an audience there. So you can follow us on YouTube. Subscribe at uh, YouTube.com/slash/GoodLiars, not the Good Liars, Good Liars, because we Got didn't get the Good Liars. Yeah. So we have this that's fun like a thing movie where every one of our social media accounts is a different version of the Good yeah. Liars. <laughs> the Good Liar is a movie. And Got it. we both were very angry because we'd been doing it for like a while when the movie came out yeah. and we were like, fuck, fuck <laughs> you. Uh, what's his name? Who was in it? Ian McKellen and Helen. Helen Mirren. 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 Yep. Helen Mirren. I think if you Google us, it's, it, it, you know, it comes up. It comes up. But like the, yeah. fi- like the fifth or sixth thing now. It used to be no. For a while it was the first <laughs> For a while, it was the first. You're right, Deborah. It was right. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you're going to have an active fall with the election coming up uh, and all these other things happening. But I mean, we'd love to have you guys back at some point to check in and what what what's happening with you. I mean, this is you guys are exposing the frauds that that is this kind of like reality distortion field that these people are in. You know, they they buy into it. And frankly, these are victims you're talking to. You're they're victims of fraud. Yeah. That's every every Trump rally feels like we're talking to, you know, it's not every person there, but a bit, you know, a large percentage I'm like, "Oh, okay, victim of yeah. this whole thing and in a super deep way and you're probably not getting along with your family and this really sucks for you and the people around you." And that's like a, 
a decent percentage of the people we talk to. Yeah. It feels like people in a pyramid scheme. Yeah. There's like a religious element to it. And and you know what? We should be, we should, we need your help. You guys need to tell us that the, the some other fraudsters that we should, we should go, go after, go to the conventions of and, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, Lordy. We yeah. will definitely send yeah. a list. Please. I mean, if there's one thing we've learned on this show, there's just no shortage of these guys. So, and they're usually men. The women are more artistic. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you guys a million dollars if you go to a Dr. Umar Johnson rally. <laughs> Wait, yeah, who is he? Who is he? He's he's like a a super uh you know like he's one of those black guys that's so revolutionary he's actually ultra right wing. Oh, right. Shit. Where right. he's like the key to the revolution is to get rid of all like gay black people. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> you know. Uh he's one of those he's one of those guys. Uh So I donated to his his thing. <laughs> so Everyone's totally unrelated. Your like, ideas. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to keep doing what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Might not agree with everything he says, but apparently, I was supposed to get access to like a, a WhatsApp group chat. I never. I'm still. Waiting. You never got it. You just yeah. took your never got it. Took your fifty you bucks it? and walked. Down I the joined street? the Telegram, uh, the Freedom Convoy, the truckers, and I don't know how I got kicked off so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we meeting up? What's the big plan? <laughs> narc, narc. Yeah, it was like narc. so fast. I was like, I thought I was okay. At this he didn't time. use one racial slur in that whole yeah. sentence. Oh man, he doesn't have the custom KKK emoji. Uh, he's yeah. out of here. <laughs> it took too long. My fumbling thumbs couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, sad times. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Thanks to the good liars. That does it for season three of Fraudsters. We'll be back in the fall with a new season. But don't unsubscribe or anything or forget about us. We're going to be starting some live streams and dropping the audio in feed here. You'll see about it and hear about it on all of our socials. We'll be doing the top fraud stories in the news that week. Expect those to start in the next couple of weeks. I need a break. 
I've dug myself out into some sort of Second Amendment grave that I need to come out of, and so it's going to take a minute. Again, I want to thank Hazel Bryan first for being a great producer for the majority of the season. I also want to thank Ellie Mistal and his book, Allow Me to Retort, The Good Liars for their dutiful service to our country, Kurt Anderson from Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, and Frank Smith, NRA, and Unauthorized History. As well as a lot of the, uh, you know, Richard D. Bogus, the uh, professor that we used uh, his paper from a lot. And again, this was an amazing season. We'll be back in the fall with a new season. Justin, do you have any parting words for our fans? I love you. I'll see y'all in the Discord. I like seeing your animals and stuff like that. I love you guys. Keep posting your pets in the Discord. See you this summer. Fraudsters is a production of Zero Cool Media and The Last Podcast Network. Katrina Chen is our production coordinator. Ian Brannon is our editor. Our theme music is by Simon Tafik. And some music in this episode was composed by Chris Olson. We'll see you later, guys. Thanks so much. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.